The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Featuring personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as educators, sex-positive personalities, and other amazing people sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is our own wonderful human with the questions, John or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to our listeners. There are a few times on this show I get to interview a legend, but this woman certainly fits the bill. Born in Russia and now living in the United States, she is the dominant of dominants and a Hall of Fame dominatrix that is 100% authentic from the start. Olivia Okula is founder of the Fetish Chamber Dungeon and has trained many others in the arts of BDSM over the years. She has a true passion for the BDSM community and is a big supporter of FLR and matriarchy. Coming from a long lineage of matriarchs, she has been introduced to FLR at a very early age and it's only natural to her. She's been commanding boys and girls since the age of four, already being their general and they are her soldiers. As an avid reader, a scholar of several disciplines, she started her training to become what she is now from a very early age. Mistress Olivia Akula is a true mistress whose purpose in life is to make this world a better place. And as the presenting sponsor of the Torture Garden events around the country, she's bringing the best of our world to the big stage in one-of-a-kind events. Mistress Olivia Akula on what women and other wonderful humans want. They are the questions that establish the story. Five questions about firsts, bringing back the genesis of the character behind the human. It's the first five, and it starts now. First time you ever stood in front of another human in a situation that you knew was going to be kinky? Probably I was a child. I did not know it was anything kinky. <laughs> <laughs> But was there a little authority going on there, maybe? Oh, I've always been like that. It's definitely boys are always would go and listen to me. They would always run after me and I would tell them what to do and how to do it. That's how I get them in trouble. 
<laughs> First time you ever referred to yourself as Mistress Olivia or the headmistress? I would say I was 22. Um, I always like to play, and I think I did it with my uh, ex-boyfriend. Uh, and uh, we played the game, and I told him he needs to call me a mistress. <laughs> First time you ever saw an image of yourself or took a look in the mirror and you said, I would like to be a mistress for my life rather than just for fun. I actually never, never done that. Really? Did it just evolve? Yes. It just, it just happened. <laughs> what were some of the things that happened along the way? Um, I think my studies ever since I was a little girl, I, I study uh, uh, like even in my bookshelves, uh, study goddesses, I studied religions, I study mythology. Um, like my biggest uh, heroes of the past was, of course, uh, biggest goddesses, uh, like Artemis, uh, Hecate, Diana. And I was playing when I, I remember being three years old, four, and I was playing those goddesses. I was pretending I was them. Um, my heroes were uh, Heteras, a woman who uh, would be a, a woman of intelligence, not necessarily, not, not a common kind of woman. The woman who spent time with men at the times where women weren't allowed to spend time with men and they were important figures in uh, lives so, of like Alexander the Great, See, they all were influenced by women who were in those days. In uh, Right now, we would call them uh, mistress. So back in the day, since my childhood, I was fascinated by those women. I made paintings of them, and I always wanted to be them. When was the first time you set foot in this country? In 97. So you lived through some very interesting times growing up. I was born and raised in Soviet Union. What was that like? Honestly, amazing. Really? Yes. Because obviously Americans have this picture of the Soviet Union, but there's great pride when it comes to Russia and how their their culture is and, and how things are done there. So I'd be fascinated to just have maybe perhaps a story about growing up in Russia, about how it formed the person that you are now. I had the happy childhood. I'm never seeing a homeless person in my life. I'm never seeing a hungry person in my life. I'm never seeing anybody suffering because of a medical condition. I'm never seeing uh, uh, 
single mom who is suffering or people who have any kind of physical disabilities, those people were more on the privileged side because mm. they were disadvantaged in some other areas. They always were supported by government. So I grew up in a very happy environment and uh, communal support. With, that's that's with beautiful. No, no crime. I got a great education. I get paid to go to university. <laughs> So what do you think the biggest misconception we may have had of the Soviet Union might have been? It's all politics. Mm -hmm. Capitalism. When was the first time that you set foot in your own dungeon? And what were your emotions doing that? Well, I was an independent dom for a long time. And then at one point I went to work in the, work at the house because it's much safer to work with other mm -hmm. women. Uh, over the years, so just doing out calls, it was, it's, it's dangerous actually. So, and when you work at the house, it's much easier. Somebody else does all the work for you and you're safe. So, um, for whatever reason, I didn't last in the house for very long. And when I was walking out of there on my last day, uh, the girls who were working there, they said, Olivia, one day we should have our own dungeon. And I said, well, one day I will own this dungeon. And a year later, or even actually less than a year later, the owner of that particular dungeon contacted me and said, hey, Olivia, do you want to buy my dungeon? That is talking it into existence if I've ever heard it before. That's actually very common in my life. Things what I say out loud, they come to reality. So I need to be very careful what I say. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what else you have to say on our particular show and when we return on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want More with the amazing Olivia Akula when we return. We do this show without paid advertisers and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to Catsuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash thanks, Catsuit. Now let's hear from some of Catsuit's friends with some messages for you. The Heart of the Dominatrix, Portraits and Interviews of Exceptional Mistresses. This book is about female domination. This book is about dark corners, both physically and psychologically. This book is for you, whether you're a beginner or have decades of experience with BDSM. If you're eager to learn more about power exchange dynamics or are simply interested in relationships and the aesthetics of this world, this book will change your perspectives. Be warned. Visit heartofthedominatrix.com to order your copy today. Hi, Dawn. 
Hi, Dan. Recently, we put together a brand new book called Hearts and Collars, reflecting 20 years in a power exchange relationship. It's 350 pages of what we've been living for the past 20 years. Indeed, and it's got chapters like communication, power exchange and spirituality, how to be a leader, high protocol, becoming a follower, rituals, the new porch time, victim, survivor, and thriver, power exchange and polyamory, submissive versus wife, the practical contract guide, relationship short shorthand, as well as other tools and experiences we've had over the years. Check it out at eroticawakening.com slash hearts and collars. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and on FetLife at WWWPodcast. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is Hi There Catsuit. And now back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. And welcome back to the program, joined by Mistress Olivia Okula, the founder of the Fetish Chamber Dungeon and trainer of many people that have gone into the arts of BDSM. Are you ever amazed at how many people you have trained that are out there and doing so well in the industry and also in life right now? I actually don't really think about that. The effect so, you've had on people's lives? I don't, I don't have time to think about that. I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> So what is a typical day in the mistress's life that keeps her so busy? I mean, it's really wonderful when people, it's like when people come, I have flowers everywhere in my house. Like most surfaces always have flowers. Uh, people send me and people just drop by and they send me notes of appreciation. Um, but otherwise I wouldn't be thinking about that at all. It just, when I look at that, that just makes me feel good. And people who think about me, what am I busy? I'm um, busy with putting femdom events. I am busy with um, sessions. I'm busy with, I'm working on two books right now. Um, like, I'm very busy. It's uh, right now we're putting a femdom event, a play party. We're putting together BDS, well, kind of kinkster social before torture garden. And um, I'm preparing myself for torture garden. I become the official sponsor as of last year and I'm very happy about it. So explain to somebody who has never been what torture garden is like, because I've seen pictures and it's amazing, but I can't even imagine what it would be like to walk through the door. It's absolutely beautiful visual event. It's stunning. Everybody's dressed. There is a strict dress code. Everyone have to be dressed. No civilian. So you're basically ending up uh, dancing, laughing, enjoying beautiful shows, performances. 
uh, with like-minded individuals. And you know, everybody who is there is just, just like you. And it feels great because we get judged a lot of the time in our society and there it just feels so easy and so wonderful and people are so warm. Have you ever been amazed at how accepting people are when they find out what you do? Um, there's actually, uh, many people are not that accepting. Hmm. Is it religious types or? No, not necessary. I, I think there is still a lot of misunderstanding and misconcept of what uh, mistress is all about. So people people perceive uh, dominatrix uh, as a villain, cruel, mm. cold, uh, rude, with no feelings. That's what people's perception is. And when people get to meet you and they understand you're kind and nice and polite person, they a lot of the time they're shocked. But it's not accepted by a lot of people. I have often said that the joy of the greatest scene is the connection that two people have the fact that there can be implements, there can be scenarios, there can be certain words or restrictions of words, but when it really comes down to it, it's two people connecting on a very, very high level that don't wanna be anywhere else but that spot. That is true. This is the ultimate intimacy which most people in the outside world don't get. They have no idea, they don't understand, they're scared of that. Um, they just don't have the experience of that. But once they tasted it and they feel how safe it is, it's the most safe place. I personally think that's, yeah, that's the ultimate intimacy and that's what everybody wants and crave. The relationship I have with my submissives uh, who stayed with me for decades is incredible. I know everything about their lives, everything. The term ultimate intimacy just goes through my head and it seems like it's what we all would want. Because from day to day you have relationships that are, are friendships and you don't really get to know people but the most beautiful thing is to be seen yes. when one person can see another and i know you have a great gift for that especially with the stories that i have heard about your kindness over the fact that you are a disciplinarian but those two go hand in hand. And acceptance of people as well. Because we're all, we're all just humans. We're all just humans. We, nobody's perfect. We're all trying really hard. But at the end, we all just want to be accepted and loved. And uh, I don't want to 
hurt some people. I don't want to hurt them, but I'm going to because I care about them and I'm going to hurt them good. <laughs> and a lot of people think the hurt comes from a place of perhaps anger or a place of meanness. But in many cases, the person receiving it, that's reality to them. That allows them to feel something real. I actually, through my whole career, and I've been pro down since 98, I only one time I hit someone out of anger. It was one time and I never will forget that. It was terrible. I just got so angry with one of my submissives who continuously disrespected me. And uh, I whipped him out of anger and frustration. I've never done it again. And I'm not going to because I remember how terrible it felt. That's terrible. That's an amazing story. Because it shows not only self-awareness, but it shows the compassion that you have. Where you realize that, wow, that was something that came out of a situation of disrespect and no one should ever feel disrespected. And you reacted on that particular case instead of responded, but it lives in your heart. And I think that's amazing. Well, that's, we have to remember those moments. Let's remember a good one. Can you tell me a time when you have had a session and at the end of the session, whoever you were playing with said, mistress, I think you've changed my life for the better. I think it's almost every single session of mine. <laughs> Can you give me a couple of examples? Well, our sessions, they're like, a, they're like a spiritual journeys into another person being. I, I'm just merely a guide. I'm just creating a safe, safe environment for them to explore. And I help them to guide and navigate the spaces, the internal spaces. I almost have like out-of-body experience in those moments. Um. And we just go and explore and people bring memories and people bring um, people more aware of the feelings of their bodies. They rediscover new things about themselves and they become more kind, loving and accepting of themselves. When you came over from the Soviet Union, was kink accepted in the Soviet Union? Or was it something that you had to hide? I never hide myself. To, I didn't even know it was kinky until um, I did not know I was really kinky until I came to United States, until a friend of mine asked me to assist her in a session. And then I looked and I, like I said, people getting paid for that? That's what I do in everyday life. So I, I wasn't even aware what it's kinky. <laughs> What what brought you over to the States? A family. And it must have been something that was obviously a culture change a little bit. 
I would think. A lot of bread. I wasn't planning on staying here. It was just everything happened by accident. But here's another story because when I was in high school, I think I was about 16 years old and we were in the fields, grass, uh, smoke joint. <laughs> and uh, everybody starts asking, what are you going to do when you'll be like 25 years old? And I said, well, I'm going to be 25 years old. I'll be in California smoking a joint. What has been the thing that has amazed you the most about your journey? Something that was just not even a concept in your mind when you left the Soviet Union and came over here. Something that that you have discovered about yourself that has really helped define you. I think I came to this country to actually lose myself for a moment. To rediscover myself again. Because I was always been very aware of myself. I had clinical death when I was two and a half. Mm. So it made me very, I've always been a little different. I learned how to read very early and I've always been on my own. And I've always been aware, I'm aware of things. I know things most people don't even think about. So, and for me, coming to the United States, it's actually, it took me out of everything that was familiar and it's completely crushed me. It's completely deformed me so I could rebuild myself back and like bring, come back to my core. What is the number one quality that you've rebuilt for yourself? Um, staying true to my heart remember who I am especially when there are a lot of people who want to define that for you yes people want to tell you how to be and what to be <laughs> I love the fact that you refer to yourself as a modern day matriarch and just before we started the show we talked about the way men see women many men see women and the fact that women are put on this wonderful earth that we have to be able to lead, to be able to create that wonderful safe space. And we should salute them for that. I appreciate the strong women that I have met through this podcast, the strong women that I've had in my life, including my mom, who is in a very 1950s or 1960s household, but you always knew that she was running the show, <laughs> which I thought was a beautiful thing. Well, I came from a family of lineage of matriarchs. My mother, my grandmother, it's all, it's all about woman, woman. I've always been a boss. I didn't even, I didn't even think otherwise until again, I came here. My mom has always been making more money than my dad. I've always been surrounded by women who are run big organizations. And I'm also, that's why they call it Mother Russia, because <laughs> it's the culture itself is based on matriarchy. 
Russian women are very strong, very powerful. I've always found Russian women to be so well thought out and and thoughtful and knowing what they want and not doing anything they can to get it, but making sure that that path stays clear for them to get it. Is that a good description of what a Russian yeah, woman Yeah, probably, be? because I, like, I've, never, I've never seen a housewife in my life until I came here. It's like, what is it, a house pet? <laughs> <laughs> but that's an amazing observation, is you have no concept of a woman just basically saying, I'm going to do everything that my husband tells me to do. And the United States, a lot of that culture is that way. I mean, when you take a look at the the nuclear family or the 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 conservative family or whatever, usually it's the wife standing by the guy's side saying, I'll be here for you and I'll do anything. And to me, just as me, that just makes me cringe because women have this wonderful life and wonderful things in their spirit and soul that a lot of men don't have. And one of them, I would say, is absolute passion for everything that they do. Yeah, but I also, I also see how behind every powerful man, if you look closely, there's always a woman mm -hmm. because they have that kind of support. It's very rare when a man achieves something without a strong female figure. So, that's the true protectors. <laughs> <laughs> so when you meet up with somebody for the first time or somebody applies to uh -huh. for submission or for a session with you, what are the things that you look for that make you know this is going to be a good one to have? How open they are. They have to come in with an open mind. No, resent, no, no resistance, that's all. That's hard for a lot of men. Um, but the ones who actually go and step in into BDSM, those are the bravest ones. Those are, I personally found people who indulge in BDSM are the smartest. Most, most of my clients, they have PhDs. They're, they're very, uh, very intelligent and smart people. First, they have to, I don't see many new people because I'm, I have my, old clients i don't have lots of openings but if um but occasionally i see somebody really wants to have an experience and they open and they go in for it and then i'll take them being vulnerable and open allows for so many possibilities because yes. it's literally a canvas that you can paint on as opposed to people who are closed and there's nothing there to work with. Well, I can open those ones too. 
Hmm. Tell me a little more. When somebody comes in really tight, what is uh, what is the the key to your success there? Well, usually I do those kind of things in the vanilla world. I actually like to, it's like I'm very mischievous. So when I go out in the vanilla world, I sometimes make people do unimaginable things they never thought they're going to do or because I have so much experience and I can actually identify what people are into just by having a brief conversation with them and just observing them because it's all the same patterns. So I already know what they're going for. <laughs> okay, I find this interesting. We've had a longer conversation. How are you reading me just out of curiosity? Well, we had a longer conversation, but you already volunteer so many uh, details about yourself, but it's just not fair. <laughs> but are there things that you think you can work with in, in what, in other words, Am I open enough, and I'm just, I'm not doing this to be self-serving, but just trying to provide an example. Am I open enough to where you have a good canvas to, to paint on? Well, you already open uh, plenty, and that's a great, uh, that's a great start. There's, I believe there's always something to discover. It's an endless, endless, like, possibilities, opportunities. It's always constantly evolving, just like life. You talk about having so many longtime clients and if things are constantly evolving. Have you seen in one of your longtime clients just an amazing change from the person that walked in to the person that is there now? Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I recently got a compliment from another mistress who said, Olivia, you have the best slaves ever. And I do because I just help them to uh, be who they truly are. Wonderful, polite, um, just wonderful people. And sometimes boys like to misbehave because the world tells them to act in a certain way and they're not very happy about that they like they did not when they guide it and they constantly put on their place that's that's when they're the happiest so. when you have those other mistresses talking to you do you ever feel and to me it's just talking to you, I don't think you could feel this, but do you ever feel that they have a sense of awe from all your experiences and they're like, wow, this lady is pretty amazing? Yes, they tell me that. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Slightly uncomfortable, maybe. Really? Is it hard to be prideful? I always work on my ego because I've seen how ego can take over 
one's life. So I really don't want to go that route. And I'm just a human being and it's like, just like everybody else. I have to say from talking to you and watching you think about the different answers to the questions that I've asked you, I see someone who is genuinely unselfish. You care about others so very, very much. I do. And I surround myself with the same kind of people. And that's what we should do for each other. And that's how I train mistresses from the beginning. So when a new mistress comes in and starts training with you, where do you start? Um, well, currently um, I'm training someone. She will be doing my office work for a very long time until I will take her somewhere else. So, uh, learning the work that goes on behind the scenes before you can do the fun stuff. But also, I don't want to bring somebody into uh, sessions uh, with my clients if I'm not sure what, ki what kind of character they are. Because our clients are in a very vulnerable position. When a person goes into a subspace, you can pretty much alter their life whichever way you want. So you have to be uh, extremely ethical on what you're going to do and how you're going to do. You have to be very careful. Like you can do a mistake which will harm the person. And that's not why we're here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you can also do things that help them go through whatever challenges they're having. Because I'm guessing that a lot of your clients, and this may be just stereotypical, and I apologize if it comes off like that, but it seems to me that most of them would be leaders who have to make decisions 24-7 and everybody looks to them and coming to you as an opportunity to not have to make the decisions and to be led by someone else because they have to do it all the time. They have to maintain that control and letting go is the most beautiful thing that they can do. There's that. They go on the vacation. I have a lot of uh, sessions where somebody just flying for a day and they have a day long session with me and that's their vacation. That's a pretty mind-blowing thing that somebody believes in you so much that a day with you is the ultimate vacation for them. But they've got to work during that because I know you're not going to let them just relax through their vacation. Yeah, but their brain is no longer working. Mm, good point. And that's what we all lacking it's really hard for us to uncheck yourself from the reality and once you brain is unchecked your body can relax and that's when you can fix yourself up a little bit otherwise you can go get a massage you can go to the spa and it's kind of a spa for your brain <laughs> <laughs> you keep coming up with the most incredible 
I, lack of a better term, catchphrases. It's a spa for your brain. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll find out what other catchphrases we might be able to find out with Mistress Olivia Kula when we come back from the break on what women and other wonderful humans want. You all know I love my cat suits, and the ones that have never let me down come from the amazing Winter Fetish. I've had some of them for 10 years, and they're still going strong. Specifically made for fetish play, these suits come in only the best spandex or PVC with zippers made for action. You've seen them in the House of Gordon. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and now these suits can be yours. And if you use the code www.spandexcat, you get 10% off your purchase and you support the show as well. And as always, I give you this promo because I believe in what Winter Fetish does. So visit winterfetish.com and use the promo code www.spandexcat and get the cat suit of your dreams from Winter Fetish. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. Have you ever wanted to try something a little kinky in the bedroom but had no idea where to start? Or maybe your partner just told you they're into water sports. No, not the jet ski kind. And you really want to fulfill their fantasy, but you're nervous. That's totally normal. I'm Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist who's talked about kink in magazines like Cosmo, Playboy, and Glamour, and on my podcast, The Dildorks. My new book, 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do, is a guide to some of the hottest and best-known kinks out there, from age play to zapping and everything in between. Each section offers three suggestions for ways you can try out your new interest with a partner or even by yourself. Curious? Order your copy now at 101kinkythings.com and start learning new things about your sexuality. Hi there, I'm Nookie. My pronouns are she, hers, and I'm the founder of Dating Kinky, a different kind of dating and educational site for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla and it's free. Catch me in my own podcast, Dating Kinky. And now back to John and their guest on what women and other wonderful humans want. Welcome back to the program, joined by Mistress Olivia Akula from Southern California. 
which also happens to be the home of one Terra, Indiana, and also happens to be the home of DomCon. And this past DomCon, you got to be on a panel of legends oh, when it comes a, to was, dominatrices. That was the that was a previous DomCon, not this oh. year, but the last year. Well, this year, let, so let's talk about last year. Let's talk about that panel. Who was on the panel with you? Um, Tara Indiana, uh, Morgan Sterling, uh, my, and myself. We're supposed to have Stephanie Locke uh, on that panel, but it was one of those years when COVID mm -hmm. was really bad, so... That's was uh that's that's it. Everything just blurred for me because it was a shocking year. Mm. I did not expect it being inducted into a Hall of Fame. That was un totally unexpected. So I was in shock, and everything during this particular DomCon was a big blur because I didn't know how I even feel about that. I was just. I thought my world came to the end. <laughs> really? Because I would think being named to the Dominatrix Hall of Fame means that you have put together a body of work in a matter of respect that people celebrate and find that it's an inspiration to people who are now in the industry trying to look for somebody who is that North Star. And heaven knows the work that you've done is right up there and is that North Star for many. Right. But to me, it was I'd like to stay out of the spotlight. I like ah. to be the man behind it. I like to orchestrate things. <laughs> <laughs> So you're telling me that you're the wizard. You're the you're the one behind the curtain. <laughs> and I like, you... Yes, I like that. <laughs> so what is one of your favorite things to orchestrate? Is there a particular kind of scene that you love? Um, I like to do multi-person uh, scenes. Yes, I like to orchestrate that a lot. What are the nuances that go into a multi-person scene? It's to arrange all the people and know about all their likes, dislikes, where they are and put them all together so everything just uh, flows. And I usually... Uh, have the sessions they last anywhere from four to eight hours mm. sometimes they multi-days and mm. i would have like five to uh, 13 people maybe at once and i'm all by myself there doing that so <laughs> wow the interaction I that they are dare I say, forced to have or the interaction that you bring together must create some incredible moments. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you let me know about some of them? Because I find this interesting. 
well, behind the curtains or on the red? <laughs> oh, well, let's take a look at it from both sides. Behind the curtains. Let's go behind the curtains with your orchestration. What are the joys that you have in that? Um, I really like to see when people finally um, meeting themselves for the first time. Mm -hmm. It's really it's really beautiful to watch. Or when people been forced into something what they've been desiring for so long, but didn't have the courage to go there. And sometimes they just need a little bit uh, loving but strict hand to just take them there. <laughs> the difficulty for asking what someone wants, the difficulty of, of saying, this is something I've, I've always dreamed about, but never had the opportunity. And then you take them there. That's an amazing power. But is more. And I'm always touched by those gestures. I'm touched by those people, the amount of trust they give in me. That's just, that's so special to me. They're giving me their trust. I can do anything I want to them. Anything. And they trust me with that. What a gift. It truly is. And I appreciate that very much that's why when i go to outside vanilla world and i interact with people there and i see uh what's happening i just it's so unpleasant to be it's it's kind of unpleasant to be around them how they treat each other and how they talk to each other i'm so not used to people not trusting me uh or people trusting me mm -hmm. so when i talk to those people and uh, all day relieving their personal traumas which have nothing to do with me um, like very strange to me what do you think is the most important thing that the vanilla world could learn from the kink world intimacy being more aware being more present being in the now how to have a real relationships with people, how to art of communication. Communication is such a lost art, isn't it? Uh, yes, I actually uh, in the future wanted to put an event together, which will be more for vanilla regular people with um, touch of femdom and I will not use words like that and I would like to introduce them to art of intimacy and communication. That sounds like a beautiful idea. <laughs> I've often said that consent is one of the things that the vanilla world could learn from the kink world. Yes, consent and respect. We have people in the kink world who also don't go by consent. Mm -hmm. we have humans like that well you're going to have different humans in just about any scene correct that's where we need the community we need to step in as a community it's okay to uh, call somebody out on 
the bullshit, mm-hmm. it's perfectly fine. As long as the person doesn't feel to be too judged, they just call a person out on something what they did wrong. But at the same time, you don't beat them up for it. You just tell them, this is not okay, but just don't do it again. There's always room to improve and people, I, I believe people change when they're supported by community, when they're supported by love. Oh, love. It's the, it is the most beautiful emotion that you can give to someone. And it's so misunderstood because people, at least in my world, there are some people who believe that there's a finite amount of love when you realize that there's an infinite amount of love and how you give it and how you receive it can just make the biggest difference of, of them all. I wanted to finish uh, this podcast with one of the last lines from your biography. Mistress Olivia Okula is a true mistress whose purpose in life is to make this world a better place. That's one hell of a mission statement. (laughs) Thank you. What is the next thing that you have in mind as a goal to help make this world a better place? What is one thing that you want to do? And it sounded like having the vanilla conversation uh, from a femdom perspective, that sounds like a wonderful one, but is there something, whether it is writing, whether it is classes, whether it is an event, is there something in mind that you think will be your next milestone into making this world a better place? Uh, yes, I'm uh, working towards uh, putting together seminars lectures and workshops and classes uh, actually um, interesting in traveling with torture garden event and put those seminars in the same cities right before or after the torture garden i really like those guys i really like the ethics how they work how they support our community and what they do um, they actually one of the best people I've ever met to work with. Hardworking and great ethics, and they do things from the heart and uh, high standards. I know it's an event that I definitely want to put on my calendar at some point. Getting around the country isn't the easiest thing for me. But it is definitely something that I want to experience because every time I read people talking about it, uh-huh. they call it just awe in every possible way. So right now, uh, me and my assistant, we're working on uh, on two books, which one is uh, autobiography and another one is to help people how to... Uh, reconnect better with their senses and uh, which I will be presenting selling through my website and I'm also preparing for the, the seminars but I'm not in a rush I don't know when it's going to happen I'm working on that 
It will happen when the time is right and when you're, when the time you're ready is to right. do it. If anybody wants to meet me in person, uh, I attend torture garden event. I attend other public events. Um, this coming Saturday, uh oh, Anton, this coming Saturday, <laughs> um, Carrie and Diana is having a birthday party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stop uh, and it's going to be Slaves Olympics. It will be a lot of fun. It will be a good play party. Anton Chekhov is very excited about it. <laughs> it's okay, baby. It's okay. If someone wants to get a hold of you or connect with you, what is the best way to do so? They can go to my website, oliviaacula.com, and email me. But I also have my phone number there, although I prefer to start email communication first. Well, I know. Hi, Anton. We're almost finished. I promise. <laughs> this cute puppy. Olivia, it has been such an amazing opportunity to get to talk to you and know you a little bit more. And I really appreciate you taking the time opening up to us and showing us this wonderful uh, intimacy of conversation that we've had today. Thank you so very much. Thank you. You have a wonderful evening. The joy of speaking to Mistress Olivia Kula comes from the fact that she is everything you would imagine she would be. This is her authentic life. This is her passion. Her heritage gives her a perspective on power that is unique. And her way with her events and her work shows with that extra special touch. Here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. She is one of the pioneers of our business from her early work with Harmony Communications throughout every superhero and video you can imagine. And oh yes, she once dated a guy named Hugh Hefner actress, fetish model, and all-around amazing human, Stacy Burke arrives on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. A new edition of the show premieres next Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to Mistress Olivia Okula for joining us on this program, and thank you to you, our listeners. I'm John, proudly known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast, and now... Select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.